Welcome to the Authentic Intimacy Podcast for one of life's most important topics, authenticity in sex, love, dating and relationships. Visit GavrielleShaw.com for resources, courses, coaching tips and more. On with today's show. I'm speaking with Laurie Rubenstein from 18 years as a divorce attorney and mediator. Laurie's passion for helping others led her down the path of relationship and divorce coaching, where she realized forgiveness was the cornerstone of all her healing work. Laurie is a champion for her clients to uncover their best, most authentic self, helping people see that tragedy can in fact be the soul's greatest gift. Uh, Laurie is author of the Amazon bestseller, Forgiveness, Heal Your Past and Find the Peace You Deserve. Today we're talking about topics of getting emotionally involved after divorce or heartbreak and that building authentic relationships has more to do with you than your partner. We'll also talk about forgiveness specifically. Laurie, welcome and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Gabriel. Thanks for having me. What makes you so passionate about helping people who have gone through divorce and other major life transitions? Well, you know, I think for for me personally, I was a child of divorce. My parents got divorced when I was four. But, you know, it's a little different than it is today because I was the only kid in my class whose parents were divorced. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so so we didn't know a lot about divorce at that time, but it was really frowned upon. I mean, it was like, there's something wrong with your parents that they were divorced. Therefore, there's something wrong with you. Right. And I actually had kids that weren't allowed to play with me. Wow. When I was, yeah, yeah, because I was a child of a divorcee. So I, when I grew up, I mean, I guess it wasn't surprising that I ended up going into divorce work and forgiveness work because um, it it was so hard on me as a kid and I really want to help people so that it's not hard on their children, on their families and, you know, help them see, you know, what direction to take and and what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong and, and you know, everybody can change at any time and not destroy your kids. So so when you um, when you mention forgiveness as a cornerstone of your work, how does that reflect or relate to that early childhood experience? Did, who did you need to forgive? Was it somehow yourself? Was it the classmates? Did you have to forgive your parents? You know, I think it there's a lot in there. Mm. Um, one is that my father was the one that left. And I did see him on the weekends, um, one, like every Sunday we saw my father, but it was a traumatic thing. Every single week there was yelling and screaming and fighting when my father came to pick us up. So one, I had to forgive him for betraying me, basically, for abandoning me. And then what normally happens, and, and you see this a lot in divorce, um, the parent that's the the one that you're staying with, you end up blaming them for the other parent leaving. So then I had to really forgive my mother. Of course, there was, you know, a lot of childhood stuff I had to, I had to deal with and forgive too. But the, the really, the struggle that I had most of my life was in forgiving my father. And, you know, and I can talk more and more about that. But um, today, 
thankfully, we have a great relationship. So, so we've really worked through that. What are the major challenges that you see for forgiveness then inside of relationships? The biggest challenge, I think, is when somebody continues to do something that triggers you to the past where, where you might have forgiven them, but you're getting triggered over and over and over again. For example, you know, their behavior hasn't changed. So that's really difficult. And that's when boundaries really come into play, when people need to start getting very clear and setting their own boundaries because they're going, you know, you're going to be challenged always. But the hardest part really is when you're getting triggered over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So in your book, you talk about a four-step process for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Can you describe those steps for us briefly? Sure. So at one point in my life, I was teaching forgiveness. This was about 10 years ago. And I was doing these 26 steps that I came up with. And I made it very difficult and very confusing. And that was a a definite reflection on how difficult forgiveness was in my life at that time. And then when I started to write the book and do, of course, you know, you're writing this book as this expert on forgiveness, and you're going to be challenged, right? And things are going to happen and things are going to come up. And so you get to practice because for me, it's really important to be in integrity with what I'm teaching other people to do. I want to be very clear that I also have done my work. So now, you know, it really, it was almost like it was definitely channeled, I would say, this four-step process. And I call it living with forgiveness. So the first step is acceptance, or at least acknowledgement of the truth of the situation. And the reason that's so important is because you can only heal from the truth. You can't heal from, you know, something that's like made up, um, a story that's made up. You have to tell the truth about what is really going on. And that's a really difficult step for some people because they get really caught up in, I have to, you know, acceptance means I have to condone the situation. Mm. And it doesn't mean that you're condoning the situation. It just means that you're accepting this is the truth. The second step is taking personal responsibility for your behavior or your actions. So, for example, people get really frustrated with that step because they say things like, well, I was a child of abuse. You know, what What do you mean? You know, I'm, I certainly can't take responsibility for being abused or for, you know, someone cheating on me or something like that. But what people can take personal responsibility for, Gabriel, and I think this is really important, is for how they feel and how they continue to act and how they continue to allow this thing that happened to them to shape their entire life. Absolutely. So, so people, once they take responsibility for that, it's, it's, those are, I, I think, the two biggest hurdles. And then after that, the third step is finding the gifts, the lessons in whatever the situation is, because 
it, it's really crappy to go through a really hard, you know, tragedy kind of experience and then not learn from it. So once, once we learn what our lesson is and what our lessons are, because there's always going to be, there's always gifts, there's always lessons, and we just have to look for them. Then we move into the fourth step, which is gratitude. And we can be grateful for the gifts. We can be grateful for the lessons. And once we're living in a place of gratitude, then what we notice is everything that comes our way, all of these very difficult moments of our life, these transformational, transitional kind of relationships that we, that we have, experiences that we have, we can look at them, we can choose to look at them as a tragedy. This is really difficult. I'm really struggling. Poor me. We can go into victim mode. Or we can choose to say, hmm, this is happening to me right now for a reason. What is the reason? What can I learn? How can I change the rest of my life, my trajectory? How can that change? based on what I'm learning from this particular situation. That's fantastic. So now let's let's relate that in terms of developing healthy relationship and authentic relationship with a romantic partner. Those, those are four steps of forgiveness, uh, either of someone else or of yourself, but how does that then translate into a romantic relationship? Well, in romantic relationships, I think what is really important is for both sides to be willing and honest and be willing to be honest and speak the truth to each other. It's really important not to let hurts and anger build up, um, you know, resentments. We want to know, we want to honor each other's path in a relationship, but we don't want to get so commingled and codependent on each other that each other's happiness makes me happy. So for example, with, I'm gonna just use my husband and me as an example. I don't want my own happiness to be dependent on whether or not he's happy. You know, when we come together as two separate individuals, it's really, it's it, it sounds really great in the movies when we talk about things like, Oh, you complete me, you know, and I'm not whole without you. But I want to say that two halves really do not make a whole. You need to be whole within your own relationship. And what that means, you know, within yourself. So what that means is you really have to do your own work. You have to be responsible for healing your own wounds. And what is so natural, what we do all the time in our relationships, we'll say to somebody, you did this to me. I feel this way because of you. It's your fault that da-da-da-da-da happened, right? And we get really mad and really angry. But if we look underneath those, you know, that hurt and that anger and resentment, we'll see that, oh, wait a second, there's really a wound inside of us that just got triggered by our partner's behavior or what they said to us and so if we take that personal responsibility to heal our own wounds that is really the best work that that we can do to keep our relationships healthy i would say 
Yes, uh, 100% agree. And then with your experience from, from the areas of divorce, what are the nuances that you see with clients? What is the extra work that they really need to do post-divorce? So, so one thing is, as I was saying, definitely healing your wounds. I, mean, I think that that's going to be the theme of this conversation. When, when you go through a divorce, you know, you're, there's so much hurt and there really needs to be time to lick your own wounds and to see, you know, what was my piece in the breakup of the relationship. So it's really easy, Gabriel, to say something like, so-and-so cheated on me and that's why we broke up. That's the easy way out. I would encourage people, don't take the easy way out because you're gonna play that game over and over again in all your future relationships. You have to look at what your piece is. You have to do your own work. So I'm gonna give you a personal example again. Um, in, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something that's really, it's, it's sort of a funny thing, okay? And a little embarrassing, but I'm gonna say it anyway. After my divorce from my husband of 10 years, um, I went on a dating website and I, you know, put in all the information of what I'm looking for and you know how all the people pop up who, who meet your parameters mm -hmm. and they're usually in order from like, you know, the, the one that meets most of your parameters to the least. Right. And the person who pops up is my ex-husband. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and... It was really, I was so mad. I remember I was so angry. And I'm reading his profile, and he's saying over and over and over again what he doesn't want. And what he did not want was somebody who was controlling. Aha. Uh Aha, -huh. uh -huh, right? So ding, 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 the bells go off. I, I'm just mad. I mean, at that point, I'm just mad. Long I want to. I want to make him take that down and control the situation. Right? <laughs> so, Laurie, at, at that point, had you already faced that sense of responsibility of being controlling in relationship, or was that completely yeah. something you could not face at that moment? I, I, up until that time, I definitely was all about blaming him. Because it was easy. It was like he, you know, what he did broke up the relationship. So it was easy to blame him. Then, you know, when I settled down, of course, I realized, okay, you know what? I really am. I mean, I was an attorney, Gabriel. I was all about that black and white thinking. There was right behavior. There was wrong behavior. There was winning. There was losing. So being in a relationship with someone who's a litigator um, isn't very easy for a lot of people. And right. it doesn't mean that it was right. You know, it wasn't okay what he did. But I have to say, I didn't make our relationship very healthy by being, you know, always wanting to be right and by controlling everything and really emasculating him and treating him like a child, um, which is definitely what I did in that relationship. Right. So, you know... The poor guy never spoke up. He just went out and, and cheated instead of saying what you're doing is wrong and you know this is unacceptable being in a relationship with someone. And when you mention 26 points to go through for forgiveness, then yeah, we 
kind of get the impression that you can be very, very detail-oriented, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was funny, the 26 steps, I mean, I had, you know, people were writing, they were tapping, they were doing EFT, mm. you know, they were speaking out loud, they were doing archetype work. I mean, I it was like so difficult for me, and therefore... You know, I, it, I felt like you had to like jump through all these hoops to do it when so many people are just like, Oh, I just forgave and let go. And that's really all it takes. It's a choice. It's, it's for some people, it's just a choice. And they, they say, I forgive and, and they do. They let go and they're done. So at what point would you be able to suggest that clients or people re-enter the dating scene after a divorce while they're making that progress in terms of self-forgiveness and other person forgiveness? How forgiving do they need to have become before you would suggest that they're ready to start re-engaging and dating again? That's a great question. So I, I think, first of all, it's not just the work that they do around forgiving their spouses and family members who abandoned them and friends who abandoned them. You know, there's there's so much that people go through with divorce. But ultimately, yourself. You know, when you feel, if you think about this, you're going to attract someone who's in the same space as you are energetically. So if you're not feeling self-love and self-acceptance and appreciation and if you're still feeling like there's something wrong with you, you're going to attract someone who also probably feels like there's something wrong with them. And then you're going to go into another relationship where both people aren't whole and healthy already. So you want to attract somebody from the best possible position that you can be in so that you can have this really great relationship. And, uh, you know, again, another example of that, three years after my divorce, um, I, I really wanted to be in relationship again. And, but I, again, did not do all the work that I've done now because I was so busy blaming him. So I met another person who was not whole and no surprise there. I ended up getting divorced five years later. Mm-hmm. When I got divorced my second time, and, and, and you know, to say, I, I do want to say that second divorces where there's children involved is not unlikely at all. If he, something like 70% of all people who get remarried while they have children in the home end up getting divorced, which is a really big number. So, you know, I got divorced again and then really got it and really did my work. And, and, and that's like another whole another story. But I ended up going to Costa Rica, living there for three months, working on myself, like this total great, wonderful inner journey. My children had, were both in college by that point and did my work and ended up coming back to the United States and and I got back together with 
my boyfriend, who I was seeing for a while. And now we're married. We've been married. We've been together 10 years. Fantastic. We've been married six years. Yeah. And it's like the healthiest relationship. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> we talk about things and, you know, we, we don't hold on to resentment. And um, it, it's such a different, like I can really feel, it's almost like you can taste it and the texture and everything about this marriage is so different. And he's like super duper awesome. And I know that I did my work so that energetically, you know, we were really both on the same plane, if you will, so that we could really have a healthy relationship. And and it's like two healthy people coming together, having a healthy relationship. And, and I have to say we're both really happy. So how do people know that they've done that real deep work of forgiveness versus that they're they, they would say that they, oh, yeah, I forgive him, but really they're harboring a lot of deep resentment. How, how can they really know? I think ultimately it's more about do they know that they forgave themselves? Mm-hmm. So what is their self-talk? And everybody knows what the voice in their head is saying. Are they abusive? Like, like what I'm saying to myself, if I said it out loud to you, would you be able to get a restraining order against me? Because it's so abusive, right? So if I'm putting myself down, asking what's wrong with me, you know, you're so fat or you're so stupid or you're such a fool, um, you know, if I'm putting myself down, I know that I'm doing that. So, so we really, we need to have cleared that, that's sort of like the final place. I think people know if they forgave their exes. And I want to say, you know, for some people, it's just like, boom, it's done. Other people, it's, it's a, the layers of the onion. You know, it's, it's, gosh, I've done all this work. And then this has come up again. That's okay. We're not, you know, perfect beings. But as long as we know that we can recognize, oh, when somebody does this for me, it's triggering this reaction of abandonment or betrayal that happened, you know, from my ex-spouse or from my parent or from my child, you know, whatever that is. It's, it's not like the work is done and, you know, you know, you're just perfect. It's that you're in the flow of recognizing when you need something and then knowing what you need to do to get the help to make that better. So just a a very, very brief recap of the four steps then. So it's about acceptance and acknowledgement of truth and then Mm -hmm. taking responsibility and ownership for how the person feels and acts. Uh, And then it's finding the gifts and the lessons within their experience. And then lastly, it's about actually having gratitude for their entire experience. And that allows them to then forgive others, forgive themselves, and then move on and be ready for authentic, healthy relationship. Is that fair? Yes, that's very fair. And I just want to, on step two with personal responsibility, if there is something that you did, like me, um, I was in fact controlling and really emasculating my ex-husband, I need to take personal responsibility for that piece too. Mm-hmm. Okay, super. Is there anything that you'd like to leave us with a few last 
thoughts or comments and also where can people find you online one of the things i think is really important for people to do and they hate doing it is is having healthy boundaries i think healthy boundaries creates healthy relationships and that has to do with you believing that you deserve to have someone treat you well and and to be able to you know say this is you know this isn't an appropriate way to talk to me or i really need you to do blank whatever it is so so a lot of times people have problems with that and so i want to say that if you're somebody who's listening to this and you have a problem with setting boundaries i do have a gift that you can get it's a class that i taught specifically on forgiveness and boundaries and how they go together and and really exploring the issues about why it's hard for you to set boundaries and then there's there's a part in there that tells you actually how to do it because a lot of people say I need boundaries, but they're like, they don't even know how to set boundaries, which is right. so crazy. Right. They can get that. They can go to my website and they can sign up and get, um, get this download of the class by going to laurierubenstein.com backslash gift. And so it's Lori, L-O-R-I, Rubenstein, R-U-B-E-N-S-T-E-I-N dot com backslash gift laurie i know just to end that i know that you've published uh got an amazon bestseller do you want to mention just anything about that right now sure the forgiveness book came out in 2012 and it has a lot of stories that explain how people can use the four-step process that we talked about today mm-hmm. now people can find it on amazon by just typing in forgiveness, heal your past, and find the peace you deserve. Or they can even just type in forgiveness, Lori Rubenstein, and that'll come up. And there's also, if you go under digital music, if you like to download books, you can download the um, audio 